All right, welcome back to Recovery in the Raw, um, where it gets real and raw and, and where, where we, we get, get raw, raw about, about real life. life. Look, y'all, they were helping me because I couldn't see. <laughs> the board, where is the, oh, the board's up on the table today. I That's couldn't see, funny. so they had to help me. Let me turn this on Do Not Disturb. Okay, um, tonight we're going to talk about um, self-care and... Um, Boundaries. Yeah, self-care and boundaries, which I think kind of go together a little bit. We'll get into that. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about what our struggles are with self-care, some things that we do well or some things that help, um, where our messaging about self-care is and where it may come from. Um, And, yeah. All right. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, well, I suck at both of those yep. things. <laughs> Relatable content. So, yeah. Um, so, like, my messaging, I mean, I feel like as a girl, we always look to our, you know, our moms for self-care um, and boundaries, really. Um, and y'all know my mom's struggled with mental health. Mm-hmm my whole life um I mean I will say that my mom was always the one that like she did not leave the house without her hair curled and she always dyed her hair and she always had her makeup done so I will say that she did that um but but do you feel like that was self-care or masking uh yeah shots fired I mean yeah that 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 could have been for sure Um, because especially like recently, um, I, like, I understand that, you know, like it is self-care to take a bubble bath and do the face mask and have the spa night, but that's not realistic. That's not really doing it for me these days. Um, like I need like more, uh, spiritual Mm self-care, um, which, like I said, I, I, I suck at. Right. So, <laughs> um, it's I, hard, dude. It's so hard to do it. Well, you know, we're we're moms, right? And I think our programming, right, as women or moms, especially, it's naturally, right? We're supposed to be supposed to be. I say that with my little quotations. We're fucked no matter what we do. Caretakers, right? And everybody is we're, we put ourselves on the back burner and take care of everything, yes. everybody else. And I think sometimes we forget that, like, it's okay to drink first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I struggle with that so hard because, like, not only do I have, like, so much stuff in my room, like, because I have ADD brain where I'm, like, you know, doom piles and doom boxes and doom bags everywhere. Like, I have a running joke with some friends. <laughs> Whenever I lose anything, it's, like, Oh, was it in a sack? Because for a while, for like two years, everything was in Kroger sacks. Jeff calls the me the bag lady, dude. <laughs> it's like sacks. Dude. I, I don't have know. piles and fucking bags of shit everywhere. Because uh-huh. like, I mean to put them up or like when I'm cleaning, I'll put them in a pile or a bag because I don't go where I'm cleaning. But right. Then, then they you forget <laughs> them and then they're just gone. So, But like, that's the whole point is like, so, so Rob said something to you the other day. He was like. You know, how how come everything else is done, but your room is always just, like, crazy in here? Like, what's going on with this? I never get that far. And I was like, I always put myself at the bottom of the list. Right. And then what happens is I run out of time, so... 
Or just energy. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one, too, is just being so over-exerted. Like, and that's another thing. It's like, I think after having become a mom, like, my idea of self-care dramatically changed. Like, before I would have been like, you know, go to get my hair done, my nails done, go spend time by myself, go get a coffee, like, whatever, right? And, like, yeah, I still like to do those things, but, like, now... Self-care to me is, like, decompression after the kids go to bed in absolute silence. Right, yeah. Like, and I I make sure that I have time to do that. Because if I don't, I don't get it. I don't ever get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not resentful about it, but it's just like, I just... And Rob's like, I don't understand why you, you don't go to bed when everybody else goes to bed. Because I <laughs> need some time for time. myself. Like, oh. I just... And I don't even do anything, really. Dude, like, I'm telling you, my life changed when I decided to start getting up at minimum six o'clock every morning. Yeah, you told me. Because I have the time to drink my coffee and then when inevitably I need to go to the bathroom. There's not David's somebody in still your face. home. So I can shut the door. Oh, that's nice. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Game changer, dude. Game changer. Yeah, like, that's good. I love myself too much today. To poop with do, the door open. Yeah. yeah dude. To, to do my business with my toddler. Dude, on it's my a, niece. I thought it was weird, like having a toddler, but it's a whole different level having a newborn and a rocker staring at you wide eyed while you're pooping. And then also having the toddler be like, Mom, Gabe's looking at you while you're pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Dude, Thank I tried you. to take a bath one night because I do a lot of my meditation in, in my little salt baths. And I told Jeff, I was like, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to shut the door. And that's why I had to be able to learn to communicate like, hey, I need a yeah. few minutes alone time. This is what's time. happening. Right. And <laughs> I try to tell the kids that too because I think it's important for them to know that they can ask for alone time too. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, true that. But so I was sitting in my bath and next thing I know, here comes John with all his fucking toys, right? <laughs> throwing them in the bath and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then here comes Hank and then here comes Elena and then here comes Jeff. I'm like, cool. Well, that went well, guys. Yep. Thank you. Right. <laughs> that was exactly how I fucking planned it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I think what I really need more of, like, these days is, like, figuring out, like, like you know, like Jay was saying, it's nice to get, like, your hair done and feel good about all, all of that stuff. Like, the first time you wash your hair... After you get your hair done at a salon, it's like, that's over. You know what I mean? So, like, I need the things that you can do daily. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like Jade was saying, that don't cost anything. Yeah. 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 That's something we had to learn in treatment was they they forced that upon us. They, um, They, when we would start to make lists, we would have to make three columns. So there was a list that could include the kids as a self-care. There was a list that could include money. Um, but the third column couldn't include either. I like that they made you do it without the kids because I think, I'll speak for myself anyways, <clears throat> um, it's so hard for me and I go through this every few years and I'm getting better about trying to manage it beforehand and catch it before it gets to that point. But it gets I get to this point where I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Yep. Mm. I'm there now. I have wrapped myself up so much in everybody else and my kids that 
I don't even know. It's like getting clean all over again. I don't know what I fucking like. I don't know what my hobbies are. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I am anymore. You know? I'll tell you what my problem is. So like, you know, as, as people in recovery, we are taught stay out of self and service, service, service. And Which is anytime, great, but I think anytime you're feeling down, problem. do for someone else. And so for a long time, I had, I thought that doing for you and making you happy was self-care for right. myself. Um, and like, I just recent, just recently, I like looked at my plate and I was like, I've been saying yes to a lot of things, Mm -hmm. and, like, my poor family, I don't ever see them, and um, I'm super stressed, and I'm running, 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 and I'm not getting paid for any of it, by the way, and, you know, it's just the, you know, we, I hate using the word balance, because it's such a a joke, like, it's such a joke, you're always going to take from one thing to give to another, but like trying to find, because I mean, I would be lying if I said that like doing acts of service and things like that doesn't make me feel good. Right. Um, but when I get to, I have to know when to stop pouring and start filling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I true. did that for the first several years that I was clean, man. It was like, at home and at work and with service work and whatever I could jump into, I was doing because I think for me, for a few reasons, right, you know, they beat into your head service work, one. Two, um, I sought validation. Yeah. Um, You know, I wrapped myself worth up in things that I was doing. Yep. And I had lived, I didn't even realize this until the past few years, you know, I had lived my whole life in the first several years of, of my recovery on uh, over-functioning, you know, mm. running on anxiety, still in survival mm. mode, not necessarily in the same wow. ways, but I still was, you know, the calm, the quiet, the peace was not comfortable. Right. So I was going, 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 doing, doing, doing like I would not even when it, it's funny now, but like the first few years, Jeff and I were clean together. Um, it would, it would make me so fucking mad when he would sit down and watch TV or take a nap because I was envious that I couldn't. Right. It would fucking piss me off because to me, if I sat down or I took a nap or something, like, I'm lazy. I could be right. doing more. I'm not doing enough. Like, I constantly went, 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 whether it was, like, service work or housework or all of this shit. And I had my hands in everything. And I burned myself out. Yeah. The, like, 2020 made me realize, like, sit your ass down like I went for years running on fumes really man and I burnt myself I burnt myself out at work I burnt myself out at home and so the past few years I've really learned to like say no right it's okay even if it's something I think I would enjoy doing or whatever like really looking at what I can do or what I have left you know my what is my tank at you know what do I have Right. right now and something that I was just listening to another one of Brene Brown's things, and she said, um, you know, the fear of missing an opportunity, um, uh, but being able to say, you know, no, I can't do that right now, but ask again, you know? Yeah. That's, 
I was thinking about that on, on the ride over here. I was like, you know, it doesn't always have to be like, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. I can do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it can be like a, let me think about it. Right. Or, I'll let you um, know. I'll let or, you know. Right. Or, um, maybe not this time, but definitely keep me in the loop. Right. You know, like you said. Um, There's so much that you just said that, like, hit right on the head for right where I'm at. Like... I had this exact conversation, like, we were talking about getting burnout and doing the things, and, like, especially when you said going to do things, um, like, Rob said to me yesterday, because he was asking me, how come I don't go out more and do more things? Like, I go a couple times a week, but I don't really go out and do anything other than a meeting. Right. I'm like this, and, um... I hit one Wednesday night meeting and I do a Tuesday night meeting. And yeah. that's all I do during the week. Right. Like, that's my only outing. So, that's, like, maximum five hours a week that I spend out of the house. And he's like, well, why don't you just go do something for yourself that you enjoy? So, the first part of it was, like, I don't know what that is. Right. Mm. And then the second part of it was, last night I came to the realization, the entire time I'm gone, I can't enjoy myself. Because all I'm doing is thinking about all the time that I'm wasting not getting the things done at home mm-hmm. that I could be getting done. And yeah. it puts me behind. Right. Like, I feel guilty and, um, like, I feel this sense of, like, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. But all I'm doing is everything I can. And that is enough. Mm-hmm. But I just can't convince myself that it's enough. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, like, not enough hours in the day. And <coughs> it's hard to... There's I mean, never going to be enough hours in the day. I'll be completely honest with you guys. Like, I'm I'm so burnt out. And before I came over here was the first time I had taken a shower in five days. Right. Yeah. And, like, I think that especially being a mom to a newborn again, that plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. But I'd be completely lying if I said that I haven't had those moments in the last three years with Ari, too, and was completely able to. It's just I don't prioritize those things because I think somewhere subconsciously in the back of my mind when it comes to self-care I feel as though I'm not worthy of that Mm -hmm. there it is like I don't I don't really deserve to have any time to myself what would be um what would be someone who deserves self-care that's an excellent question because I know cognitively as I sit here and discuss it with you guys of course I deserve that right I deserve all the things in life what would what would need to be crossed off your list in order for you to des- to deserve to love yourself? I think it's like I do it in an itemization type way. So, like, if I had all my things done that I needed to have done. So, like, the house has to be spotless. There can't be one stitch of one. Let me tell you right now. I know, it's, never gonna happen. I know it's not. And that's what I'm saying, like, as I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about it. It took me a long time, dude. This is the first year that I've been able to, you know, because we've talked a lot about how we, I know, feel this, like, responsibility right like Mm -hmm. jeff will say something about the house or something won't be done and i'll automatically take it as an attack like i'm not a good Mm -hmm. i'm not good enough as a woman or whatever because i can't keep up with the stuff and this is the Mm -hmm. first year that i've literally i've been able to say to him and he i don't want anybody to take this wrong like he doesn't ever say anything to me i put it out there for myself absolutely but i'm like hey absolutely look I'm not doing these dishes today because I don't fucking feel like it. Right. I don't have the energy. Right. So, like, if you, if it's bothering you, 
feel free to go ahead and do it, but I'm telling you right now, like, I'm not touching them today. I, I read a really interesting thing. Um, I can't remember what therapist, but it was it was by a therapist. And this lady made a huge, long thing, and she was talking about, um, it was it was actually a, a patient, and she was talking about conversations she had with a therapist. And the therapist was asking her, you know, like, what is what is the source of something that really drives you nuts? Like, like you seem really overwhelmed. Like, what is it? And she was like, as dumb as it may seem, it's the dishes. Like, doing the dishes is overwhelming for me because I have to wash them before I put them in the dishwasher or they don't come out clean. And she was like, the, I just the therapist, saw this somewhere. The therapist said, run the, run the dishwasher wash again. Twice. Yeah, run it twice. Right. And Whatever she was like, it was just like this light thing. Light bulb. Yeah, this light bulb moment. Like, if that's what it takes to take the stress away from me, she, you know, run it three times if you have to. Right. But if that's, like, at the end of the day, what's... What's going to be more worth it is you having the stress reduction versus right. a few extra cents on the water bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, and I think that sometimes we don't even see running it twice as an option. Right? Yeah. Like it's not a viable option. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really hard thing to come to a conclusion about sometimes is when we have these standards for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? We talked about that. Like when... You ask for help, and then someone helps, but they don't do it the way you want it right. done. That's what I was just going to say. Like, mm-hmm. even even if you hit the lottery right now, you wouldn't be able to hire hire help. Oh, no, because that would never be up to my standard. <laughs> well, no. And Which is it crazy still, if you it would, think about it. It would still ding you. Yeah. Because you weren't doing it. Right. You still wouldn't feel someone deserving. Else, yeah. Because someone you else weren't doing it. it. Right. Right. Which is insane. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think a lot of it, too... For me, anyway, is like societal, you know? Yes. Programming. Like, Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're lazy and you're a helicopter mom. And if you're a working mom, then you you absolutely don't love your kids Mm -hmm. enough. And if, you know, you have your husband do the laundry, well... Doesn't he work hard every day, you right. lazy bum? Right. You know, and just there's no like societal like winning right. for women like there is for for men. For men. Um, Which and, is so crazy that that's how it is, dude. Like, well, I don't know. Let me not speak on that because I'm I'm sure that there's like some societal. Crap oh, there out absolutely there for, is for men. For men like they're too, supposed but, to be strong and non-emotional and right, good breadwinners yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the things. You know, yeah, yeah I get I'm that. I'm sure there's a, a whole different amount of pressure that they have, um, but it's just like I've said this before. Like my brain wants things to just be like, just tell me the right way. Right. Like, <laughs> tell me the right way, somebody, please. Please, I you think, just tell me, I, I promise you, I will conform to where I can fit in the box. I think like, that's why I read so much, because I'm always looking for the right answer. But you can read anything. Of if course. I, like, I can Google something right now, and if I want it to be there, it'll, it'll be, be there. there. Right, if you Google it a certain way, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, that's what I'm saying, like, I think that that's, um, I think that's just, like, my personality type, like, trying to inform myself, um the best I can for any situation, but the reality of the situation is most of the time you can't prepare yourself for most things. Like you just have to live them. Like you just have to just pull the mandate off Mm -hmm. and do it, you know, like, and I think it just takes a while, man. And for me, I'll be honest, like self care 
and learning, getting to the place that I'm at today couldn't happen until I started the repairing the relationship with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck about myself. Like, I'm not gonna take care of myself. I'm not gonna set boundaries. I'm not gonna define what my expectations for myself actually are. You know, I'm not gonna be able to be okay with who I am and where I'm at. And, um, you know, I think that's another, another lesson I've learned from this loss this year with my brother is like, wherever I'm at is just fucking where I'm at. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and not being in the past or in the present, but being okay in the moment. Right. Cause I would also do this thing <laughs> where like I had this thing when I didn't feel like myself, I overanalyzed. I'm like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. what is wrong? What is happening? What am I missing? You know, what's, what's wrong? Where's this going? Is it going to go away? Like just fucking let it happen. Just be wherever you're yeah. at. Give yourself what you need to give yourself. Like whatever that looks like. And just, let life be life. Like, it right. does, something's not always wrong. This is just a phase that I'm going through right. or a, a season that I'm in in life. And yes. it just, I'll it's, say the past two years, I've been able to change a lot of things for myself and not constantly have to go and do and be the achiever and the great of all the great things. Right. Cause I was like, you know, I got out of treatment. Um, I started moving up in my career. I started working at the treatment center. I started running the alumni group. I started doing volunteer stuff with Family Alliance. I started going back to school for my CAC and my CARES and then my bachelor's in psychology. And then I did the Georgia Recover stuff and I was speaking at the Capitol and I'm like all of these things and like, what do I think? Right. Like, you know, because it was always like, I, I laughed with one of my friends and clinical supervisors. I was like, it's like I'm an achievement whore, dude. Like, I'm constantly going for the next thing. But like when I get to that thing, like I celebrate it for a second and then it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah, it doesn't right last back. long. It's, yeah. like, that validation. But it's, it was my relationship with myself, you know, that I keep, yeah. that I have to work on. Because if that doesn't, if that's not healing, like, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to want to take care of myself or do the things for me. Yeah. It's, sometimes it feels like it's almost impossible to, um, I don't even really know how to word it, to be honest. Like, to find a way to love myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you were talking about, like, what do I even want? Like, what what am I? What are what am I interested in? What are my hobbies? Like, what are... I don't even know what some of that stuff is. And even if I did have those answers, like, I think sometimes in my own mind, I would still be being super critical of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing that I can really think of that I liked before I started using and after is photography, right? But I'm the worst critic about my stuff. And people will be like, you, I mean, you take phenomenal shots, you know? And I'm like, eh, they could be better. Oh, I'm the same way that I'll you find know, the these... one thing and pick it apart. But, like, yeah, creating's creating. Yeah. That's you know? the thing is it's art. You know right. what I'm saying? And, like, I don't know. I, I think I just struggle with that just in general because all these all these ideas that I have in my head about uh, again like that what I deserve what I'm what's mm-hmm. what what I'm worthy of whatever mm-hmm. and that's why I think you know you got to start at the basics when with you know I'm, that's the, the book that I'm writing that's actually it's a workbook on honoring and loving yourself and where that's that cool. starts um, and I think it starts with 
first off, like, are what are your needs? Are your needs even being met? Because if your needs aren't being met, do y'all know what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, so yeah, we talked about that once before, but if you're like, if your needs, your basic needs on the first two levels aren't being met, like you're not going to be able to work towards, you know, taking care of yourself and growth. Like it's not, it's not possible, you know. So you got to focus on that and then start to. You can't even just jump right into loving yourself. You know, you have to be able to be like. I don't like myself, but I can honor myself for the things I've been through. I can mm-hmm. honor my body for the things it's done for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's just like a slow process because for me, I went almost 30 years hating myself. I can't oh, just be like, yeah. oh, I'm fucking amazing and I love right. myself and we're going to do good things. Yeah. Like, it's, for me anyways, it didn't work like that. No. How could it? I mean, it's it's ingrained within us. The Everything that we've learned and voiced about ourselves i mean it's become like anatomically part of us you know what i'm saying like i i was discussing that the other day like the experiences i've been through built me as a person my views my perspectives my you know core belief systems my ideals like my values all of that and had i have not been through the things that i have been through i mean I wouldn't be who I am. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard to say in one breath that I regret things or I hope, wish that they didn't go the way they did or whatever. I mean, obviously there's things that I I think about that I entertain the thought of what could have been different. But, mm-hmm. you know, also in that same breath, how can I say that? Because all of that made me right where I'm at. And, you know, I'm here in this place on my journey now because of those things. Right. You were talking about, um, like, the messaging, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on that because that's, I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what that is. Like, like Well, for me, I didn't really get messaging about self-care. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that was talked about in my house, and I didn't ever really see my mom take care of herself. My mom, while life was chaotic, you know, it was always about her husband at the time and us you know and people say whatever like no we didn't have a lot there wasn't but she did what she could but it was like it was even in those moments it felt like you know she put herself last all the time um and then you know when I started to in the world you know you develop your own ideas of what self-care is subconsciously right so like the girls that go and get their nails done every week mm-hmm. or their hair done or whatever, but like that's not realistic. And I think the the messaging we get overall as women and as mothers is everybody else has to come first. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the messages of like the, the worthlessness. Like I'm not worthy of being taken care of, you know? Like why do I matter? You know? Yeah, I mean... So, could that be, like, negative self-talk that we hear from our mothers? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm, you know, I'm uglier or whatever, not mm-hmm. smarter. Right, because what do you think all those messages say to you? I'm worthless. So, if you're worthless, mm-hmm. you don't deserve anything. I think I'm coming to realizations, maybe, about some things. That's kind of heavy to think about, like pieces that made us who we are that were formed when we were so young Mm -hmm. Mm 
that's that's kind of a heavy thing sometimes to think it about. Is. Like, I mean, why why do you think that um, psychologists are so about healing your inner child and yeah. Um, they always want to talk about your moms. Like, they always want to talk <laughs> about childhood, <laughs> yeah. And your childhood. Because it's... It's a core... Well, that's where we learn about the world and ourselves. It's huge. We learn who we are, what what we mean. Is the world safe? You know, can I trust people? That's where we learn about that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. there's still, like, psychological theories done on psychologists whose whole thing was the mom. Like... Freud and like I mean that's wild well and I, for me dude that's where all my message not specifically for my mom but as a child you know yeah and it was like that's when we're like that's when like, we're developing two and three year olds like are like literal just like that's Sponges. when your brain is literally just turning on and, and I like, hate talking about it all the time because I feel like I'm not gonna say hey talking about it. I I wanna I don't want my family to feel like they did something wrong or have regrets because I know that they were doing the best they could at that Absolutely. time too. Right. And the the reality is, is like we're not gonna go without fucking our kids up in some way. Like no. it's not possible yeah, because everybody will. it's all about perception. And right. we don't know how things are gonna affect them. We can do our best, right? Yes. Which is what my family did. Mm-hmm. And they handled things the way they did. But the messaging that I got, like I said before, was that I, you know, like my dad worked a lot before mm-hmm. my parents got divorced, so he wasn't really there. Right. And then when they got divorced, he really wasn't there. And him and I have talked, and he had his own reasonings, and I 100% get it because I did it with Elena too. But like, so then it was like my dad wasn't there. And then my mom was wrapped up in her own addiction with her husband, so then right. like my mom wasn't there. And my aunt and uncle just, they were a huge part of my life, and then they weren't there. Yeah. You know, and then my grandparents, I felt like my grandfather hated me, you know, because of things I was doing. Probably because he saw where I was going and it really bothered him. You know, so my messaging was like, nobody gives a fuck about me. Right. You know, everybody's going to leave. Nobody cares about me because I'm not worthy. That's why everybody leaves. And then it was like when I got picked on in school for being the fat kid, right? Then Mm -hmm. it was like, I'm really worthless. Like, nobody's ever going to like me. So then like, you know, every time I dated a guy and he left, and it was like, see, Cameron, it's because you're disgusting and worthless. That's why he left. And then, you know when things would happen with my friends and then like all of these things that happen it like it, it just feeds these messagings mm-hmm. to where by the time we're adults dude it's so ingrained in us yeah. these these core beliefs about ourselves and the messaging that we have that it's hard so and yeah. it takes a really a conscious effort because even like throughout the day dude we have these thoughts that we don't even think about right you do something you're like oh fuck you're so stupid like mm-hmm. no no i'm not like that's my mess that's my automatic messaging you know that mm-hmm. i'm I'm gross or I'm worthless or I'm not a good mom or whatever, that we really have to be conscious of like stopping and catching and changing. Yeah. You know, that's what it takes, but it's hard when it's, we don't even realize it's happening. Yeah. It's subconscious and it's just ingrained in us. That's That's like when I do things, right? Like I have this messaging still sometimes that I'm not a good mom. And I, I wrote about this in my book, like things will happen and I have to stop and be like, okay, why am I getting, so irate or so irritated that the kids aren't listening like what's going on well for me sometimes not all the time but sometimes it's like they're not listening so in that moment I'm losing control and I'm telling myself it's because you're not a good mom yep yep why can't I figure you out to where I can make this work right why won't you just listen because I'm not good enough like why 
why is this instead of acknowledging like why can't I fix this right. I'm supposed to be able to fix this right and I can't so that means I'm not yeah. good enough but the reality is it's like we're powerless over everybody including our children like they're gonna make their own decisions right and they're fucking toddlers right man. Like, <laughs> right that ain't wild I think I I think I oh man I think I said that to her today like why won't you just listen to me I don't understand why you can't just listen to what I'm saying to you mm-hmm but in the same breath, I'm I'm trying to tell her like, oh, it's okay to be mad. It's right. okay to be mad. Every, everybody gets mad, and um, whenever you know, whenever you're not mad, nobody else is is um, in control of you being mad or the cause of you being mad. And whenever right. you don't, and whenever you're done being mad, you just come on right. But here I am, like, why can't I fix you? Right. You know, like. Yeah. It's that internal messaging. 99% of the time, if you would stop and pay attention when you get like that and take a step back, whether it's driving, right? Even if you're driving, you get road rage. What is going on? Um, Because your thought is like, they're trying to run over me. Mm -hmm. You know, they're invading on my space. You know, they're dominant. Whatever it is, like it's always some kind of internal messaging that's usually not right that we have going on, you know, about ourselves, whether it's with our kids or our partners or whatever. Um, when uh, when we feel those emotions, it's a sign mm-hmm. to take a step back and be like, what is what is going it's on? It's crazy that you talk about the messaging because, like, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. So, like, in my household, it was everything was always behind closed doors. You put, you put a brave face on mm-hmm. when you go out into the world <clears throat> and everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Right. Except for whenever um, at the same time. You know, I was diagnosed as um, ADHD very, very early, and I was always told that I was whatever word that you want to use. Um, I was a handful, or I was a lot, or um, I was a bad kid. Um, Because, you know, ADHD in girls is different than just, like, bouncing off the walls like it is in boys. Like, I would act out in... um, um, like I would lie a lot just because I was bored mm-hmm. and or I would, um, create drama so, somehow just because I was bored and, uh, or I would lash out or what, whatever the case is. And, um, so at some point I started believing that I was a bad kid right. and that you're too much and that I was too much. And like, as punishment, I remember my mom would, because, like, my biggest thing when I was younger was um, being embarrassed. Like, to the point where, like, I would literally, like, I remember I still have the scar on my hip. Like, my whole hip bone was poking out because I had, I had I'd wrecked a, a Razor scooter. And I'm, like, at the door, like, psst, dad, I need some paper towels. And he's like, you don't need some paper towels. Like, what's wrong? And it was because I would get embarrassed because I was I was hurt. Right. Um, so, like, my biggest thing was being embarrassed. So, like, my mom, as punishment, whenever I would, like, do something bad or, like, have a bad day or whatever the case, she would, like, call random family members that, like, I don't even have a relationship with, really, and be like, guess what Casey did today? And da 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 And I'm, like, sitting there, like, please don't, like... Like, as she's, like, making the phone calls and stuff. Um, And then, of course, like, my dad, um, he worked all the time. And he was, like, just emotionally a robot. Like, he he came home, he went off to his room, and, like, that that was that. 
you know, like, he still took me to, like, you know, swim practice and took me to the pool and stuff. So I still have some, like, good memories there. But, like, for the most part, as far as, like, going to him with any sort of, like, issue or right. question or, like, real you know, life like conversation, parenting stuff, right. he's right. not your guy, you know? Um, very just, like, small talk mm-hmm. kind of conversations with him. So, like, the messaging that I got was, like, you're a lot, you're a bad kid, um, but at the same time, like, make it look pretty. Right. Put it it in a pretty package, and when you go out into the world, like, nothing's ever wrong with you Mm -hmm. if you're ever asked. Like, everything is fine. Yeah, that's... Everything is always fine, and how you look to the world and what you have and what you do Mm -hmm. for the world is your well-being. Right, and so that feeds the inability to take care of yourself because I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm good. And of course I'm a people pleaser. Right. And of course I Mm -hmm. get confused about, like... When to say no. When to say no, and, like... um, yeah, my self-care is that, you know, I uh, do all these things for other people. Right, because really that's <laughs> feeding your validation and your yeah your skewed sense of self-worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was very similar for our household. My, my mom is a traditional southern, um, you don't ever put your shit in the street kind uh-huh. of thing. You don't ever air your stuff. And, like, I remember when her and my dad were going through a divorce um she didn't even tell her very best friend about it like it was so hush hush that she didn't even and I just kept thinking to myself like how how horrible must that be to be in such a vulnerable emotional place and have to keep it all that and just just stuff it down and like and that's another messaging that I don't think we realize that we get is like your feelings aren't worth being heard and your feelings Mm -hmm. don't Uh, matter yes and that was another one like i like to this day i still have um i I guess it would kind of almost be like a triggering thing but like um for for somebody to say hey i need to talk to you or um and it could just be about anything like that doesn't even have to be a specific tone but just those words and specifically sitting down at a table Mm-hmm. Because my parents would get into arguments and they would say, hey, we need to come in here and have a talk. And then they would chastise me or whatever about something that I had done. And then it would turn into an argument between the two of them. And I would try to get up and they would be like, no, sit back down. So I would have to listen to them go back and forth about and berate you. each other. And about some, you? Sometimes it was about me. Sometimes it was about them. Sometimes it was about all of us. Yeah. And like specifically when my... So... um, So... Neither one of my parents are tech savvy, so I don't really have to worry about them listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, whenever they got a divorce, my dad, um, had, the the way the story goes is my dad had been cheating on my mom or whatever, right? Right, right. So, uh, the way I found out about this was my dad owned a truck repair shop, so we were all there. I was It was after school. My mom had left to go take care of some grocery shopping and dinner or whatever, and um, I was going to go home with my dad. Well, someone made a comment about my mom being in quite a mood um, because she also was like the secretary finances of the business. It was our own business. And so somebody made a comment to my dad like, well, maybe if you just give her a little, she'd be in a better mood. And dad said, well, if I wanted any, I'd go see this other lady. 
because whatever. And I was in the same room. Mm-hmm. And he had been drinking. So I don't I don't know if he put together that I was in the room or not, but it came up again and my mom was out of town on a girls cruise. And so then um when all of this happened or whatever, I didn't know what to do. It was like I put you in the middle. Right. And so I was like, my mom was my best friend. You know, yeah. she was always there for me. So I decided I was going to tell her. And then when I told her, she, she was like, okay. And she waited till my dad got home. And then was like, oh, we're going to sit down and have a talk. And made me tell him what I told her. And it was this whole thing. Mm. And then my dad was like, you're going to believe that lying little bitch over me. And, like, to this day, me and my dad's relationship is still strained. Like, we're just now starting to get back to a pretty decent place because I put boundaries in place and stuff. But, like, as a specific example in that, like, I think that I learned. They always told me I talked too much as a kid anyways. Just like I was the mouth of the South. And that was always a joke that running joke in my family. I'm the mouth of the South. Yeah. And then it became... What is appropriate? What is inappropriate? And because I talked all the time about everything, I didn't... I was so desensitized to, like, violence and inappropriate stuff and stuff like that because of my siblings that had been to prison. It was like, I didn't know that other families didn't have a violent dynamic like we did. Mm. Like... That was just normal. Right. Like, as as a specific example, my my older brother... um, chopped my biological father's arm off with a machete in an altercation. Yeah. And I didn't know that that That's was just something. everyday Tuesday stuff. And so I would tell people like this. Like, I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah, my family's crazy, too. <laughs> like, my my brother chopped my real dad's arm off, like, with a machete. And people would be fucking horrified Mm -hmm. like and I would see it on their face and I would be like what and then I remember one girl that I didn't even really know she was like listen I don't think that you know this but you can't say shit like that to people yeah like that's really traumatizing for people and then it like you were talking about like it became this thing where like I started to mask Mm. my life you learn I think with what you said you learned two things one that you can't trust the people that were supposed to take care of you yeah and that you can't Talk which about is, things going on. Which is also like this guilty feeling because my grandparents saved me from my two biological parents that were, you know, drug addicts and always in right. jail and all this. So it's like, in my mind, there was like this extreme amount of gratitude that I'm inherently supposed to have all the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. by talking about any of the things that maybe weren't golden and sunny and... I think that you would probably find that... Um, uh, I would I would assume, and let me let me make that very clear that I am assuming um, that you probably have that in common with a lot of people that have been adopted. Mm. That yeah. you're supposed to have this like inherent gratitude, and you can't you don't have the right to say anything's fucked up in this household because you saved my life. Well, I had a really big realization about it the other day because I was writing down some resentments and stuff like that, mm. and I found a notebook from treatment, and I realized the only person that I did not put in my fourth step was my mom. Like, I did myself, I did my dad, I did all my family members, people from school, you know, like, 
shit you've been packing away. If somebody called me fat and it turned into a whole thing. Right. Like, all those things. And my mom wasn't on the list at all. Well, I think that's a hard one to put on there. Because it's also, like, just acknowledging the things that happened. It, it took, it was hard for me to put my mom on there. And it's like, I know that no, there's things, like, the first one. like, I think, I think that it's easy for me to acknowledge it when I talk to you guys about it or whatever, like, things that have happened and, like, how I feel sometimes when she talks to me and, like, you know, some of the stuff she does is very, um, I don't know, like, it, it's, it's very one-sided. Like, she'll, I think she's even done it in front of Casey before. She'll talk shit about me to my face, to my friends. And, like, I'll never be good enough. And, uh, I just kind of had gotten to a point where I kind of just ignore it. But I think, like, where you're talking about this messaging, I think that that's where I learned this from. And so it becomes very, um, like, loud and in my face Mm -hmm. that I don't want to do that for my kids. Right. And so it makes me very aware of the things that I am saying and trying to be more... Um, aware of my communication style to my kids mm-hmm. because I think it's very important that we teach our kids to love themselves mm. and that they're beautiful no matter what and that they're intelligent and kind and valuable. Yes, that and they important and yeah, yeah, like all those things. Like they don't have to change anything about themselves mm-hmm. to be worthy of anything. And that's one of the biggest things that you know. I was thinking when Cameron said she wanted to do self care, I was like. Um, but you know I was thinking about like maybe I do need to talk about self-care because Mm -hmm. I do need to work on it because I have like I have a daughter man right and And they're watching us and you know like she needs to know that like it's okay to take time for yourself Mm -hmm. and it's okay to say no when you don't feel like it and it's okay to put yourself on the list right just like you don't have to necessarily be first every day because let's be honest that's unrealistic for us i mean we're mothers right um we've got seven billion things to worry about Mm -hmm. but you know but but at least be on the list but you know it wouldn't be unrealistic if while we were teaching them that we were giving ourselves enough grace to also teach our inner child that Mm -hmm. if we were doing those same things like you're smart you're into look because i do affirmations with ari every day yeah you're smart. You're intelligent. How long would it take me to look in the mirror and say that to myself, too, at the same time? Dude, that or was say one, it in my head together. at least. That yeah. was one of my things together. that um, my therapist used to make me do. It's the worst, dude. It's so silly. Like, Well, I think it's easier for us to do things for our kids, you know, versus ourselves. Yeah. Even, like, so I teach my kids, like, feel all of your emotions. It's uh-huh. okay. They're normal. Feel mm-hmm. them all. Let's learn to manage it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Well, it hit me a few months, maybe like a month ago, that one of the things I don't let myself feel is angry. Like, my therapist, we were talking about some stuff, and I was like, you know, my thing is always like, this happened, and I was like, but I 100% get it because this is what I've been through, blah, blah, blah. And she's mm-hmm. like, Cameron. She's like, it must be exhausting to be so compassionate all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, just be angry. It's okay. <laughs> I struggle with that too, and I think the reason that I personally struggle with it is because anger is what perpetuated my addiction. Yeah, dude, I was I was angry at I was everybody. Like fighting and angry 
all I was time. angry at God. I was angry at my mom. I was angry mm-hmm. at the world um, to the point where, like, it grew into, like, these justifications that, like, kept me sick mm-hmm. for so, so long that, like, I... Um, I mean, I, I hate yeah. to quote the, what I think it's the 10th step promises where it's yeah. like when we come into contact with um, alcohol that we recoil. Like, right. like As from a hot flame. As from a hot flame. Like, I treat anger that way too. Right. I, I think that it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But we have to learn to manage it in a good way because it's just like a beach ball, right? You just keep shoving it down. It's going to come out sideways. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I know that it's definitely something that needs to be worked on. But I think for me, it's um, like you were talking about, oh, you know, what? It, it must be so nice to be so compassionate all the time. I think that it's it feels to me like Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Uh, it's such a terrifying thing for me because it's never been something that I could control before. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to crack the door. I do the same Be- thing with sadness. Because I feel like somebody's just going to come and kick that bitch right in the middle and geek that motherfucker open and it's going to be like, oh, you know, right. like, and I don't, I, and that's what I told Robert. I think that's a lot of why I try to communicate the way that I do and um, say the things that I say and be understanding and see both sides and do all the things mm-hmm. and yes I get frustrated but I don't even really like to yell like I don't even get to a place where I feel like yelling anymore because I'm so afraid like yesterday we had an argument and I ended up just leaving for a little while but maybe it's not that you're afraid and avoiding it maybe you're learning how to cope with it right because you were still angry maybe that's healthy and but you, maybe you just though? don't know right. is that healthy, healthy is. to leave Walking see, away walking is a away? coping skill, yeah. girl, think, yes. Okay, so I think maybe for me, I, I associate leaving with a negative thing because... Like, I'm done, fuck you? Not but necessarily you came that, back, bro. Well, not necessarily that, but like with my parents, my mom's was avoidance and that it didn't ever happen, and my dad's was <laughs> just get up and leave. Well, you left and came back and talked about it. Okay, so that I, so I did it in a healthy way. Right. You, you practiced the pause. That's exactly, that's what, exactly you what it is, is yeah. the pause. I think sometimes in my mind I have a distorted reality of, of and I, like, again, not giving sometimes, myself enough grace. Sometimes. Okay, all the time. <laughs> Whatever, Casey. You're right. I do it all the time. I don't, I don't ever give myself enough grace, man. I don't, I don't know. I think it's hard to, to do. do. It's very hard to do. Well, on that note, let's talk about what we can do for self-care. Oh, yeah. So we've got we a few spent minutes 50 left. minutes talking about. Well, I think we it all do. ties in together, you know, <laughs> self-care and messaging and boundaries, you know, it's all intertwined. Um. You know, and if we're not taking care of ourselves, it's going to be harder to feel emotions like anger or whatever, because we're going to be more likely to explode because we're running on fucking empty. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good one. Well, I'll tell. So I wake up intentionally early. Um, I don't care if I have nowhere to be that day. I wake up intentionally early for those two hours before people start waking up in my household. I'm not allowed to turn on TV. I'm not allowed to turn on like use my phone god my phone's a terrible one dude yeah, that's like socials i sit sometimes i just sit in quiet um sometimes i get the thing done that i didn't get done the last night before. that was bugging me mm-hmm. all night long um like a load of laundry or whatever um which i don't know if that's self-care but it makes me not half as crazy reduces fact, your anxiety you stuff, know yeah. well i think sometimes we think too much into what self-care 
is. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be yeah. these big, alone time, extravagant things. Like we were right. talking about earlier, maybe it's a 10-minute walk outside by yourself. Yeah. Maybe it's prayer time or affirmations. Things that, the way I look at it is like, all right, so there's things that take for me and there's things that give to me, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, self-care is any of those things that give to me. Like, mm-hmm. and that looks different. Like, maybe it's spiritual self-care like you were talking about. Or maybe it's, like, physical self-care like working out. Or maybe it's just quiet time or, you know, um, talk, the way you talk to yourself, that's self-care. Yeah. You know? Like, it doesn't have to always be these massive acts of self-romance. I know the one thing that I want to work on is... Like, I cognitively know that boundaries are a form of self-care. Absolutely. Um, the hardest form. <laughs> but um, in the moment, I don't allow myself mm-hmm. to think that right. or feel that. Um, in the moment, if I say no, it's because I'm weak or I'm right. lazy. Or I'm incapable. I can't and I'm do worthless. it. Or I can't no. do enough. And, or whatever. So, see, self-care does go back to messaging. Yeah. It does. Um. So I would like to work on um, being able to say no and feeling okay about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's so really quick, these last minutes, Jade, what are you committing to this next week for your self-care? Uh, I, think, I think being okay with um, setting some boundaries too, like um, saying if I need help with something and being honest about that and open about that and um learning to let go of control if i am going to ask for help mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's, that's a, a hard one, one. Yeah. yeah that's really hard but i think that it's necessary especially right now with the baby yeah. it's really necessary i get it it took me a while to let them hang up their own laundry because i have a certain <gasps> way it goes up and uh-huh. every time i walk and look at jeff's side or elena's clothes it drives me nuts but i'm like nope i need the Don't help let it go. <laughs> it's not my I clothes do it, it doesn't matter five plus help. two is yeah. seven so it's three plus four as long as we're getting to seven yeah yep. what about you cam um my thing this week working out is huge for me and i haven't done it in months me um, either that's dude. a good one that's so a good one i'm that gonna makes you commit feel to moving my body three times this week i'm not gonna go hard I'll, i'm an overachiever i like like i'm gonna do it every morning but like three times i'll do it three i times think that's a week. good thing that's probably yeah. something that i could probably do for self-care too just get out of the house yeah. and get some sunshine it'll help yeah. help help my little brain yeah. stop being such a hermit all the time mm-hmm. i've got locked into being a hermit since having the baby so i got well i think covid made it easier too absolutely yeah so all right Hi, so i will check in with you guys about that next week too. i think we should uh i think we should run on some boundaries next week maybe yeah. i didn't get to touch on that too much yeah we'll do that Casey's like, <laughs> Casey's like fuck that i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> what oh, all right we'll, we'll see you guys next week <laughs> bye bye, bye.